Hey, folks, we're excited to have you listening to the podcast. But truly, if you ever have any suicidal thoughts, David and myself would prefer that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. They're they're honestly incredible. They really reach out and uh, give honest, insightful advice. Thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. We want you to stay with us, and we love you. Thank you. Just shit my coffee. It's just coffee. Dot coffee. It's full of shit. <laughs> What's up, what the fuckers? What the fuck bots? We fuck have the exact butts. same fan base as WTF. <laughs> so we just call them what the fuckers. What's up, coffee shitters? You shit your coffee. How do you send mail? Just shit your me undies. <laughs> me undies. Dot coffee. Mail monkey. Mail monkey. Shit your underwear and your mattress into your mail. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Welcome. Suicide Buddies. This is actually a podcast about suicide. We talk about suicide. I'm Dave Ross. I'm Hampton Yunt. And if it's your first time on the show, we joke around a lot about suicide because we've been there. The point of the show, though, is to you know help you through it, help you feel, uh, keep you informed and safe around the subject. All the current suicide yeah, news. Yeah, keep you up keep to you date. Informed. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I have news alerts for, I have Google alerts for the words suicide and rope. Yeah, I get news alerts on my on my phone that just says, you should kill yourself. Sail on rope. Yeah. Every time someone t- types the words, Dave Ross should kill himself, I get an email. <laughs> And wow, it's a lot, man. It's just you writing that into Google over and over again. Yeah, and just going, <laughs> feeling yeah. lucky. <laughs> We're here with the We're queer. third suicide buddy this week. Whoa. Yeah. Honorary buddy. Matt hey. Ingebretson. What's up, dude? It's me, your buddy. <laughs> My buddy. We'll see. Matt Ingebretson. No, wait. What is suicide? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a murder. It's funny that you should ask that, Matt, because we'll explain it to you, but so you know, (laughs) it's what we want you to do. (laughs) Okay, I'm in. Right now. Yeah, I'll do anything you want. It's the thing we want you to do. Yeah, Yeah. it's instinctual. Just go. Okay. (laughs) You know what? There's no wrong way to make your own pizza. You know how you feel all the time? Do that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Matt, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me. Uh, Matt is a really good friend of ours, a comedian in L.A. Matt and I run a stand-up show together called Good Heroin. That's yeah. every Saturday, 8 p.m. at Stories, Books, and Cafe in Echo Park. Yeah. One of the legendary comedy shows of L.A. <laughs> and Hampton, Hampton headlined it You recently. literally, you, you got rid of Nerd Melt. <laughs> <laughs> you, you crushed Women Crush Wednesdays. Yeah, oh, yeah, Crown them into the dirt. We fucking... There's no more Wednesdays. <laughs> we... In LA. You guys canceled Wednesdays. <laughs> That's fucked up. We, we blackmailed Jonah and Kumail so they would stop doing Meltdown. Uh, yeah, dude, we're coming after Hot Tub next. I tell Joel Mandelkorn all the time, you get off my fucking turf, bro. I'm the only one who has a show. Yeah, we want all the audience members who have glasses and look like us. Exactly. The best kind of audience. <laughs> People who are just like, like you. Me. Yeah, that I way you don't like, have to try to be relatable. Yeah, you can the, just talk. The final level of comedy is you're just performing for a mirror. 
Yeah. It's yeah. funny because that's also the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's very nice. Uh, man, so, you know, Matt, was, you just laughed like a shogun. That was my contribution to that riff that you guys were doing. <laughs> Matt has yeah. played a very large role in me wanting to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've invited Dave's bully here today. Yeah. Matt Ingerbretson. I bully Dave. About. Were either of you at that show, Jake? Jake Weissman did a show at the old the Little Modern Theater, which doesn't exist anymore, where he was like talking to people from the stage, and he was like, wait, I know you, to a guy in the crowd, and it turned out a guy in the crowd was his high school bully, Oh, Whoa. and Jake just flipped out on him and started talking about what a piece of shit he was in high school and apparently <laughs> killed, and, and, the guy lo- and the guy loved it and was like, you're right, I was an asshole. Yeah. Wow. Who else gets that? I know, exactly. I wish he cried. I wish he cried. At him. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I saw one of my high school bullies when I visited home like years later. Oh, yeah? I just like looked at him. His name was Tom Hanks. <laughs> America's cruelest man, <laughs> Timothy Hanks. Timothy? Yeah, which one are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. It's Timothy. <laughs> All of his short stories in his new book are about bullying you. Yeah. It's true. His whole Twitter. Yeah. Did you, you know, see the post? It was all about how Hampton sucks. <laughs> He's like, did you guys know this yeah, guy this Hampton? Bit- <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks yeah. talking to Colin Hanks. Yeah. You heard of this guy Hampton yeah. Yunt? Ugh. Dude, he's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning newspaper. <laughs> Hampton sucks. <laughs> Priest dick. Catholic church exposed. <laughs> all right, so Matt, why are you here? Huh? Yeah. What are well, you doing here? What am I doing here? How'd you let yourself in? You have a show, which we've already promoted before with your good buddy Jake Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you are on the show Corporate. Yeah, that's right. Created the show Corporate. Yeah, watch my live show, show Corporate. Yeah, I fucking lived it. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was the dark. Those were the darkest times of my life. We're working at corporate jobs, actually. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. I think so, which means my life has been totally fine. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait. I mean, like, yeah. maybe having health insurance, but, like, certainly being in a job where it's just not your dream. Oh, especially yeah. Especially when you know what you want to do. Yes. That is as soul-crushing as I don't know. I used job. to work in a salt mine, and it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> yeah, and now you were like... I wish I worked in an office where I was sad. Oh, yeah, like somebody <laughs> working in a salt mine, and they're like, I want to be a poet. <laughs> <laughs> this is my... Day job while I work on poetry and <laughs> salt mining. Well, write a is good that poem like, and get So, out of the did salt you work mine. a series of corporate jobs you hated, and that's like where the show came from? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you, did you work? Because I knew you, like, we started comedy in LA around the same time, and you yeah. had, but you, of all of us, had jobs, at least comedy adjacent, the earliest on. Mm-hmm. Are you including some of those jobs in that? Like you were Harvey Weinstein's well, assistant and yeah. covered up for, for and years. And I was like, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to yeah. write a show. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is good comedy fodder, <laughs> what I'm witnessing right now. I'm so sorry. I didn't yeah. even know you had comedy adjacent jobs. I was like, what? Are you I, well, you were a writer for the Soups website. But Ooh, were, nice those, were those jobs like corporate nightmares? Too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, really? my first, like when I moved out here, I would just get a job. I applied for an editorial posi- position. Uh, <laughs> let me try that again. <laughs> take two? Edit that out. Yeah, podcast take um, two. Don't edit it. Start from the beginning. Um, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like, would just get a job and then immediately try to get another job because of what a nightmare was. So within yeah. the first like three years of living in LA, I had like nine jobs. Yeah. 
Do you have a good degree or like education? I have the fucking best degree. <laughs> Dude, have I not showed you my degree? Yeah, what's your black belt? What's yeah. your degree? <laughs> How strong are you? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up, dude. I have a super good degree. I'm an Eagle Scout. I did all this community service yeah. and I can't get a good job. <laughs> when I moved here, I couldn't get any, like it was so sad, my job hunt. I went to a dog food company and they were like, tell us how excited you are about like dog food. I was like, you can't Come. be serious. Like yeah. I just want a job. I think I was Dude, really I, good at interviewing. I had like oh, I had a terrible. I had a business degree and an English degree, and then I was able to go into interviews Ooh. and be like, "Hi, I'm a confident man who you trust." <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what they teach you yeah. in both of those schools. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hi, business to, English. Yeah. On the drive up to SF once, I stopped in Fireball, California, and like you know went to a gas station, and there was a Taco Bell in there. <laughs> I was eating at the Taco Bell and I got to watch a Taco Bell job interview happen. Nice. It was like a probably a 24-year-old girl who worked at Taco Bell and like a 16-year-old girl who had dressed up. She was wearing a fucking prom dress for her interview. <laughs> and God bless that 16-year-old girl. She did nothing wrong. All she was trying to do was her best. And this this girl just sits down and she's like, "All right. Um okay. Um okay. Thank you for coming out. Uh, tell me, why do you want to work at Taco Bell? And immediately it's like, fuck you, man. What kind of question is this? Yeah. And the well, girl, I was going to eat here, but this is the second option. <laughs> yeah. The girl literally said the most adorable thing I've ever heard. She was like, I want to work at Taco Bell because Taco Bell is my favorite restaurant. That's perfect really nice. answer. And it's, yes. And it's like, that's not why. You're 16. Yeah, that's and your right. parents said, get a job. That's you why. Get, you should get hired on that alone. <laughs> Absolutely. Just by being, you know what? I like Taco Bell. Yeah. You're good. That's yeah. it. <laughs> good, it is good like enough. that question is a weird test. It's basically how well can you lie? Is yes. that yeah. why do you want to work here? I, d I don't want to work here. <laughs> I think with Taco yeah. Bell specifically, too, it's that they just need to know that you're not a psychopath and they have to ask questions, but there are no questions yeah. at all. Yeah, they have to dance around. <laughs> Listen, you're not going to jizz in the tacos, are you? <laughs> you can, they like, just you like Taco say, Bell? <laughs> have you ever cut first? someone off the road and tried to kill them? Yeah. No? no? Okay. Let's start from there. <laughs> Do you like to jizz in tacos? <laughs> Do you steal? <laughs> what are your feelings on stealing? <laughs> I like stealing. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, they messed up the stealing question, but they did say they like Taco Bell. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I love that you're good at job interviews. That's funny. I'm good at job interviews. Yeah. I had a job interview for TMZ. Yeah. And uh, it, this was the lowest point because I did uh -huh. not want to work at TMZ <laughs> at all. Yeah. What was the interview? They were like, all right, tackle Nicole Kidman. Do well, it. This is, that, this is great because they didn't even bother with like, so do you like TMZ? <laughs> like, like, you know, they yeah. didn't even try to do that. They tried to <laughs> trick me in a sense by just throwing out names. So they were like, so what's your opinion on like cookie fart milk toast? Like, I was like, who the fuck is that? Like, she's one of the housewives of Atlanta season three. I was like, yeah. all right, I failed this right away. I don't yeah. know any of these people that he threw out. Out. They were all like yeah. housewives of Atlanta, Tampa, Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta, Tampa, Miami. Yeah, that's a good yeah. season. There uh, was always like a point in those interviews too when they would be like, so it looks like you want to do comedy. So why do you want to, why would we trust you to do this job? And I'd be like, 
I passionate about I'm passionate about anything that is put in front of me. <laughs> You're just like, I love being passionate uh, about honestly, things. I'm yeah. passionate about eating food every week. <laughs> I'm truly passionate about having the money to yeah. eat the food, so I keep breathing. I want to work at I want to work at Bank of America because Taco Bell is my favorite restaurant, <laughs> and I want to jizz in the tacos. You you pass. You pass. <laughs> this is the trick question. <laughs> Dude, it's funny to have you on talking about corporate because, like, yeah, Jake Weissman, who we had on, uh, Matt and Jake and our other friend Pat, we're all very close. The three of them sold the show. And when we had Jake on, like, in, we were like, tell us about the show corporate. And immediately he was like, I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> And then we were like, yeah. good news, we have a podcast. <laughs> uh, and you, I mean, your sensibility is different. It's funny, like, you're, mm-hmm. I know you deal with depression and anxiety, but mm-hmm. but I know you more as a person who doesn't as much as everyone else I know. Uh-huh. Like, compared to <laughs> other comedians, yeah. yeah, compared to every other comedian, you don't want to kill yourself. You generally take it in stride. Uh, yeah, I mostly just wouldn't mind being dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is actually valid. It's like nihilism. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you don't it's like be killed. It's, it's like, or I wouldn't mind being being killed. I don't want to. I'm not at the point where I'm like looking for ways to do it myself. But if somebody did it to me, I'd be totally fine with that. And now you're saying why are you you're saying not that? just fine being dead? You don't mind the act of being killed, <laughs> which I'd seems w- so much more severe <laughs> to me. I think Matt I've is just an optimistic person who imagines being killed as like kind of like, fun. Yeah, like how, <laughs> how bad do you feel you need to be punished? I've, I've made uh, I've made Karen kill Gareth and a few other people promise to murder me when I turn seventy five. <laughs> Karen Kilgariff. That's interesting. I don't know why. Her. Why specifically her? I don't know. Because she'll be a hundred. Because she loves murder. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to so let you commit your favorite murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll be her favorite murder. You're going to be her favorite murder. Why seventy yeah. five? Do you feel like that's a good tap out? Yep, I do. I think that it. I think younger. I think it's seventy four. You're going to think differently. <laughs> I, I think so too. But that's why I made them promise to not let me know it's coming. Just like I'll have forgotten uh, about this. Oh, right. And then suddenly an old Karen Gilgariff <laughs> will show up with a gun. <laughs> an, an octogenarian Karen oh, Gilgariff will shoot a shoot, septuagenarian. Shooting so great, because then there's no proof, and then an octogenarian Karen Gilgariff goes to prison. <laughs> I, also, I also like that you. you're like, yeah. well, we will definitely still have guns that far in the future. <laughs> The yeah, gun violence yeah. will still be happening. Oh, absolutely. With shootouts now between the yeah. elderly. I think, it's pres- <laughs> I think it's presumptuous that we'll make it to 75. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, come on. Trump? You guys are seeing the news. Are he's going to start shooting us all. <laughs> yeah, he's going to shoot Karen for sure. <laughs> Plus, my kids are Donald- always on my dick. Yeah, Donald Trump <laughs> shot Karen Kilgariff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a president should shoot be allowed Karen. to come. I don't think presidents <laughs> should shoot Karen. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think well, presidents should come either. <laughs> they don't yeah. let Donald Trump come. I think That's why he's so mad all the time. <laughs> I yeah. think we should only have virgin presidents. I agree. Not corrupted. Yeah. Baby president. <laughs> uh, corporate dude is... Uh, One of the best shows on It's television. so funny. Thanks, I mean, guys. in part... Because it's so dark. Yeah. And it's funny knowing all of you, knowing the three of you, it matches your comedy uh-huh. so well. And I guess my question is, yeah. have you always... What we talked about when Jake was on was like, 
I never occurred to me that I like dark humor until other people told me I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you always noticed yourself being like, ha, people people throwing up when they fuck or whatever? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, w- I walked yeah. in on my parents barfing and yeah. c- coming on each other. And what can I say? It's and I was like, me. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write a show. Yeah, that was the first stuff I found funny. Or like when I first, I feel like the first moments that I started being funny was in my, with my friends where we'd be like, what if we did this? <laughs> like in, in the back of like band practice being like, what if we went and tackled the band instructor right now? <laughs> what if we went and beat the shit out of the band instructor? <laughs> and like, there's nothing particularly funny about that. <laughs> what, one time when I was yeah. in school. There's something pretty funny about it. Do about saying it and not doing it. Yeah. One yeah. time, at, like I was in school and it was like a big class inside a like a auditorium and there's like an orchestra pit. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've mentioned this before. Get in the pit. But it's all dark and like a teacher walks in on the stage and the whole yeah. place is dark. <laughs> and I'm just to my friend. I'm like, oh man, if she falls down, it'd be so fucking funny, man. Like, can you imagine? And then yeah. as I'm saying, like, boom, yeah. like the loudest thud and just. <laughs> and this woman had like broken her arm and I was like just laughing so hard. I was like, it fucking happened. I made that happen. I am God. I'm God. Kids are so horrifying. Kids are horrifying. Were you, did you not always have a dark sense of humor? No, I basically always did. Yeah. I, I was a dark baby. I just never even thought that it was dark. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even really notice. Like corporate is very dark, mm-hmm. but I didn't notice. We it's feel just funny similarly. To me. I mean, we know like you kind of have a sense where it's like, what would my mom think of this? Sure. And it's like <laughs> I remember like something very early on being like, oh, well, that's just for me or something was one of the earliest comedies I think I was shown was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. And it's a very dark movie. And it's mm-hmm. like totally like against religion, against God. It like there's mutilation in it where like he's just chopping off arms yeah. and it's like keep going. Like Yeah. And I would like describe it to my friends and they wouldn't like think it was very funny. But yeah. I was like, this is the fucking best. I thing. remember like, flipping out about that movie. Yeah. yeah. And it was I just remember that being a thing where I was like, I seem to really like this. <laughs> well it's nice and I mean I guess you have to be careful because some people will go chop arms off or whatever. <laughs> But it's just nice well, you gotta if, be if you're a per- yeah if you're a person <laughs> you gotta be careful with the kids these days yeah. and the knives they're gonna go chop an arm off um, yeah knife kids yeah. <laughs> knife kids it's um, a boy band kids yeah. with knives kids yeah. with knives nah, chopping yeah. off arms yeah you can't be too blasé with kids but I don't know they 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 learn like I think people don't yeah. give children enough yeah they learn about knives. Yeah, <laughs> they, learn, they learn the deadly art of the knife. Knife class, cutting class. Yeah, when I feel like kids can kind of suss out what's like clearly sure. immoral or wrong. Yeah, and I think it is funny. It's ridiculous the idea that a, a kid watching a TV show in which dark things happen, who never had thought about those things before, <laughs> would be like, "I'm going to do that." Yeah, dude, that has to be something else. Especially happening. if it's presented correctly. It's like yeah. they're much less likely to do it with that than they are if like. They're watching an army movie, and they're yeah. like, "Look right. at how fucking crazy it is when we shoot the bad guys." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd say like we see some outliers every now and then in the media of people who like can't take, you know, uh, visual media, and then they flip out or do something crazy. Right. But the general public all enjoy this stuff and just live totally normal lives. Yeah, well, it's nice too if you're someone who knows that nothing matters, and uh, <laughs> if you know Metallica. if you know that, it's nice to then be able to at least exercise a little bit of that and watch like nihilism on the screen or yeah. whatever, so that you don't have to deal. Like you can then 
go away in your own life and not do that shit or whatever. Do you feel like you have this kind of perspective based off of like a worldview, like everything is um, uh-huh. pointless, or is it more of a personal sort of like, well, my own? Also, do you actually think that, or is it just a joke that you make? Yeah, you just do it a bit. Yeah, I don't believe anything I say. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I kind of mean that. Uh, I kind of yeah. meant that question. Um. No, I do believe that. But then I think... That I'm, nothing matters? Yeah, but I'm also confronted with then the reality of like, right, but look at this person who I care... I like... I think I feel like... Uh, I guess it's both. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I think nothing matters, but if you were in trouble right now, I would try to help you. I do you think, know what well, I mean? Yeah, I do. There are a lot of people in my life that say nothing matters, and, and it feels like sort of a trope is why I'm asking it's too the question. Reduc- it's a little too reductive. It's, it's not, reductive because it's yeah. not that nothing matters. It's that we're not that big of a deal. Yes. <laughs> Things matter. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> is it personal? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, I honestly feel like I do have a worldview of kind of nihilism, but yeah. on a personal level, I'm like, it really matters how I treat people. Absolutely. How, how yeah. it, my day-to-day you know, Absolutely. stuff goes. Yeah, well, especially since you have a brain and a psyche and thoughts and feelings that, you know, affect you. I was programmed correctly. <laughs> so those yeah. those things matter. Yes. <laughs> and as re- you know. Okay, here's a question. Do you think suicide is funny? <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, new question, what's your yeah. favorite kind of dog? <laughs> and would you fuck it? It's like funny in a cosmic way, but mm-hmm. on a per, in a personal way, it's not funny, I don't think. Yeah, no, no. You wouldn't like, if someone told you like, well, my wife committed suicide, you wouldn't be like, oh, fuck. Whoa, what a Whoa. funny joke you, you just told me. You egg on your face. Yeah. <laughs> you must have been laughing so hard when that happened. You know, time makes fools of yeah. us all. <laughs> like, That's basically yeah. the same thing I say to that question. Yeah. I think death is funny. I don't think someone dying is funny. Yeah. yeah. It's like, because I mean, and it's the like death, or what is it? Tragedy plus death equals my money? mom. Yeah. Money. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> yeah. You know that old comedy Tragedy saying? Tragedy plus death equals my mom. Oh, man. Anyway, I'm going to Season therapy. two of Corporate <laughs> will be on Comedy Central, I don't know, sometime. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, it's not funny and it's funny at the same time. Or it's like, I don't but, know, but it depends on... But death itself on... is funny because it's like, it's such a finite thing. So <laughs> yeah. like, this very ridiculous, surreal experience, especially when you really like think about how everyone has consciousness, who's mm-hmm. a, a human being, and we're all experiencing reality subjectively. Yeah. And then it's just like, it well, goes who away. the fuck am I or whatever? And then it's just, it's gone like so suddenly. It's just... It's interesting. It's just bizarre. It's, yeah. it's such a... It's such a ridiculous reality that because life and thought while you're alive are so much and it feels why would it ever go away? And so when I sit and think like, so this is gonna this this is gonna be zero at some yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> this will be yes. nothing. Yes. What that's yeah. gonna bum me out so Dude, hard. I'm gonna think <laughs> yeah. that's I'm gonna think that's funny when I'm dead. <laughs> before I before I was born, I was super bummed out. Yeah, dude. Because I wasn't around, but I was just like, fuck. <laughs> but so then I got thoughts. born. I want to get born so I can nut. <laughs> <laughs> I came out hard. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had suicidal thoughts at all? Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't. I I think like. I've definitely wanted to be dead before, but I've again, yeah, I don't think I've ever. I guess in my mind, I don't know if it's suicidal if I'm not like I think I'm gonna. I'm thinking about killing myself. Yeah. Well, suicidal yeah. thought, wanting to be dead. Yeah, I mean that's sui- being yeah. suicidal. I guess I can't tell if there's like 
I wonder if I'm splitting sure. hairs here. I think but a if lot it's of like, people feel that about depression, especially on this level, because yeah. it's like it's almost like being in a gang or something where you're like, I don't know if I'm like a crip. Like, I don't think you know, I'm I don't sad think I'm, enough to hang yeah, out with exactly. you. Yeah. No, because I think we had this where I talked about my own suicide attempts, but even then I'm like, I don't think those really even count because so, I think <laughs> there's the some su- people who have gone way further. I think or whatever. Of the suicide yeah. attempt is when somebody does like a misfire, it didn't work. Right. Like sure. that's my that was my dumb sure. definition up until recently. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's like, that's, that, you know, that's not right. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, being so sad you want to die is pretty intense. Yeah, feeling, it is. So. And I've definitely gone through like years, especially those early years in LA where I felt that most of the time. Huh, know? that's where we hung yeah. out the most. Yeah. Do you think you're so optimistic because you're so tall? Yeah, things are looking up for me. <laughs> yeah. Tall girls just have more fun. Yeah. You know? You're a tall, pretty I, boy. Tall girls have more fun. <laughs> You're a tall, That's pretty not girl. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's straight up no, not dude, something dude, anyone's Statue ever of Liberty said. has the most fun. <laughs> she's holding a fucking door. She's delivered it. She's she's yeah. tall and fun. She's got the Ghostbusters inside of her. She's Barbarella, fun. <laughs> I think I I think I'm lucky in that I was able to turn that energy into something where I'm like I want to die, and so what if I just I was able to not get so muddled in it for for a lot of it where I was able to like be like, well, maybe I'll work really hard on this thing and distract myself essentially. And then that was (laughs) like, so you're saying like, so if you were to, if you didn't have comedy in your life and your life was one of these corporate jobs you hated yeah, and there was like no end in sight, you're saying you might've like fallen further into, I think so. Yeah. Cause I will say, or I would have had kids. Yeah. I think that's what people do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just make depression vessels yeah. to yeah. harbor their yeah. feelings and shove them down. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you got to find hope somewhere, no, there right? Yeah. kind of valid about like... You could get a gerbil. Uh, <laughs> having a kid that you like something you have to take care of or like the police will arrest you it's like yeah. suddenly all your priorities are like I can't even feel bad about myself I have this kid that I at least have to make sure doesn't die for like six years I yeah. have to take care of my son yeah <laughs> Dave your son in fact you it's need Dave's to go he's son. out there right now yeah. no he's not I haven't seen him Dave we have a special guest I left him yeah. at the mall <laughs> hi daddy <laughs> Uh, I have a really dumb question. I know we're like just giving you weird like hardball questions for no reason. I'm in. It's well, he's on a suicide podcast, so, so we're trying to get so you there. You better fucking dance, <laughs> bitch. <Gotcha. laughs> Boom, take, take off your yeah. top. Matt Ingebretson dies in punked prank. Okay, hear me out. Yeah, you're a very pretty man, and, and I think you're very charming. Uh, but do you ever <laughs> feel like the perception sometimes is? I think you have a natural kind of. Like I look sad, a little sad, uh-huh. and your voice is a little sad. Sad, yeah. Baritone. It's not who you are, but I'm like, do people put that on you a lot? Where they're like, I Matt's wonder. a sad like guy. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I that's think interesting. So. You have like a deep voice. Well, that's a great question. I think about that a lot with just a lot of different types of looks. Where it's like, do I look sad because? Mm-hmm. There's something in me that's sad, <laughs> or do I look sad because everyone treats me like I'm sad and I've then become sad? <laughs> that's exactly what I was like. That's yeah. funny. I was thinking. Oh, or like, man. Yeah. Or it's like the question. I'm sure somebody's done a bit about this, but like, why do pedophiles always look like pedophiles? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's Seinfeld. Why do pedophiles yeah. always look? 
Yeah, oh, that's a really good point. <laughs> right, you're like you're every time you see a find out somebody's a pedophile, you're like, yeah, that guy fucking looks like a pedophile. No he's way, dressed dude. Like a priest. I yeah. thought I thought Jared from Subway was just crushing puss yeah. and doing push-ups every day. Yeah, yeah, dude, every pedophile is always holding a sandwich. You know what's great is yeah. like. For years, the joke was like, man, that guy looks like a pedophile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just, he was a pedophile. Yes, yeah. He's like stretching yeah. out his pants so everyone can see his junk all the time. But wait, so your exactly. question. Kid jumps yeah. in like a kangaroo sack. <laughs> Start jumping away. Was that what your were question? were you saying? Though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your, my, the answer you were talking is, about I'm, people who look like pedophiles. The answer is I'm a pedophile. Yeah, uh, there we yeah, go. Yeah. No, you were talking... Oh, Dude, it's yeah. so funny. Welcome to Pedophile Buddies. <laughs> we bring a little bit of light and humor to the subject of uh, pedophilia. Yeah. I have both been pedophiles yeah. and through pedophilia, so we feel like we know what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, we've been on both both sides of it. <laughs> we know a lot about it. You know, it. there's both sides. There's good people. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's good people everywhere. Look, Hampton, welcome to Going Door to Door Buddies. <laughs> Hi, I'm a buddy. Yeah, <laughs> and this is our guest, my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> we literally did a a character last episode that was just called Joe Kidfucker. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, who had to go around happening? introducing himself to people, <laughs> and yeah. he's not a pedophile, but that's just his name, and it he is, can't change uh-huh. it. Do you have Do you have a bit about that, Matt? Why do pedophiles look like pedophiles? No, I wrote it once, but then I I was like, I think this must have been done before. I've done, yeah. It, you've heard it, yeah. No, but like you sometimes write a joke and you're like, that's too good almost. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's happened to me, all my bits. I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> well, when it's like one line, you're yeah. like, come on, I'm not how a fortune this, cookie. This, yeah. <laughs> like, how the fuck did I come up with that? Yeah. Yeah, especially when the joke is like a realization about life. Like someone thought this. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yes. But I don't know. I've never heard it before, all especially right. worded that way. Why I do mean, pedophiles look, always look like? But yeah, I don't yeah. think about it. You wrote yeah. down a joke that's just a. Uh, I have two daughters, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But that is a fucked up aspect of like people. It's like people are so dumb that you see people, someone who looks a certain way, and then you treat them that way. I, it is a hundred percent true. It's, it's like they, are we they, talking about cops? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> are we saying the cops are right? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, uh, that's, that's how, they did. Like they turd. also did studies. They've done studies that people just inherently trust more attractive people, mm-hmm. just wow. on a basic no, level. And it's that's how dumb you fucking are. Where you're like, mm-hmm. that's a person I want to have sex with. Therefore, I'm going to let them have my bank account information or whatever the fuck. You know. I think when I really was like bigger, mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot more weight, and I, I didn't really feel any different at the time. But then when I lost a lot of weight, and just the amount of random strangers just treating me nice, yeah, yeah, it really made me go, "Oh, this wasn't happening before, and this is crazy." It's crazy, dude. I yeah, yeah my weight fluctuates also, and I just always notice, especially when I've had a long period of like gaining more weight and lose it. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird. Like if my dick gains weight, everyone treats me a lot nicer. Uh, <laughs> fear me. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's, totally. it's primal and I start uh, yeah. baring my teeth at I people. always go dude it's so weird man whenever my dick gets hard people are so nice to me <laughs> I haven't come into the 7-Eleven with a hard dick yet and now you're being nice to me <laughs> fucking asshole freeze yeah um, well Matt thanks so much for coming on the show bro yeah we're gonna have Matt on a bonus Patreon episode which we're gonna be throwing up so subscribe to our Patreon um, yeah Patreon. subscribe and, and they didn't ask me to do this but subscribe to their fucking Patreon seriously <laughs> thanks Matt yeah like it, it, it is uh, it's a fucking hard life and if you like and listen to this podcast throw a, a fucking dollar <laughs> their way I'm dead serious no, and they it, did not ask me to do this and they're even <laughs> I can feel them I can feel them like wanting me to stop but I'm serious no, like no. support this podcast and throw a few bucks What's the URL, man? 
www.mikecomeinyourmouth.com. <laughs> MyComeInYourMouth.com Donate, donate you to Pornhub.com yeah. And Dave, a uh, real quick promo for your uh, tour Oh yeah, I'm on tour This episode uh, is coming out uh, It's April 19th If you listened to it the day it came out uh, The night of April 19th I'm in Asbury Park, New Jersey At the Saints uh, And then I go on to Richmond, Virginia Through the south To the southwest uh, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona, and home, and find details on the tour at Dave to the Rasta. And I do want to say, well, I you should support the Patreon. Do not go see Dave on tour. <laughs> I want to not plug that, and uh, <laughs> I insist you don't show up to the shows. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, season one of Matt's show, Corporate on Comedy Central, is done, but it's up on the Comedy Central app, right? Yes, cool, yeah, dude. And season two is coming out, and uh, Dave, real quick, uh, who are you gonna do for your suicide? Oh, uh, her name is Peg Entwistle. Okay. Do you know who that is? <laughs> no. Um, well, we'll find out. She's my girlfriend. I was going to tease it a little bit. But yeah, she's my girlfriend. She's not dead. I just want to talk about her. <laughs> Matt, right. thank you so much for coming on, dude. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Yeah. See you on the Patreon. Yeah. Take, let's take a break. Doesn't matter what they say. And we're back. <laughs> Hampton performed in the end by Linkin Park <laughs> live with a band at a comedy show, and we are going to hear wow. exclusive audio footage right here <laughs> on Suicide Buddies. You're going to hear the that does actually the track. video. That does make sense. Um, <laughs> wait a second. I realize I maybe have to uh, change my Wi-Fi. So, Dave, set this up <laughs> more. <laughs> While I you are going phone. to hear exclusive, <laughs> yes. never before heard okay. audio of the crowning achievement <laughs> of the one, the only. You know what? The lyrics speak for themselves. <laughs> so bad. Oh my god! Here we go. Here we go. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, That's incredible. No, dude, literally, like, I finished that and it was like fun and everything. But I get off stage and Chris Fairbanks is like, "I recorded that," and yeah. I was like, "Oh fuck, yeah, dude." And he, and he's like, that was I your Howard <laughs> Dean moment. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "I mean, this was potentially career ruining footage." And dude, then he, he sent nah. it to me, and literally, when I saw it this morning, I was just like. This is the most embarrassing thing I have ever done. But you were, uh, were you not funny about it at all? I was funny in the intro because you just talk about it. So I just talked about my sincere love of Linkin Park growing up and uh -huh. like told some funny stories. Did and people get into it and get excited and shit? People got into it and like one comic was like, I was going to do that song and I was going to do their song. They chose Nickelback. Oh, okay. And, and I was like, yeah, that was like on the list too. And wow. So they were like, you did, a, everyone was like, you did a great version, but yeah. it's like, you know, we're all being nice to each other, but it's like, <laughs> to look at the footage of literally myself, like, headbang. I feel like, that. I feel like it's that's the only like, way to do it. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I I'm mean, literally doing finger points with the beat. Oh, dude. Yes. Yeah. I understand why you're embarrassed. I would be too, because like... <laughs> Going a thousand percent on something that isn't comedy, you're just like, oh, what did I do? God damn it. But I'll bet you it was great, man. 
Yeah, I mean, I brought back I support back you metal. because we're friends. Chester Bennington <laughs> came back to life because of it. Oh, I saw him. <laughs> I saw him at the Grove. <laughs> With Danny uh, you know, it's He great. came back to life. He didn't come to your show. He just came back to life and went to Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> Got some pants for his girlfriend. Yeah, uh, w- it was weird as it, like we didn't even plan it, but during the show, like somehow all of the comics basically chose bands where somebody committed suicide. Whoa, yeah. man! Comics are fucked up, people. <laughs> uh, who yeah. did, wait? Who else did they choose? Um, probably. Oh wait, one was um, fuck. fuck. Oh, I'm not gonna remember, dude. I can't remember. Who else committed? Probably someone at Soundgarden. I was drinking. No, just. <laughs> I was on heroin. I don't know anything. I was at good heroin, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm probably fucked up. Someone did Nirvana, probably. Did anyone do Nirvana? I I, I mean, no, but uh, okay. I really well, can't remember because they were very rare groups that I don't know their names associated with the hits. No, I want to keep guessing. And so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is good. This is good. This week, we're talking about Peg and Twistle. Uh, that was her name. Wait, and Twistle? And Twistle. So we're doing two? Yeah, sorry, man. We're doing Peg <laughs> And Twistle, now, that's the an comedy duo. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm big. And best, on Twistle. <laughs> yeah, best known for who's on first. Who is you down Who first? is it? <laughs> Who is that on there first? Now? <laughs> oh, who knows? On <laughs> except it's all about cricket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's about only 400 fr- runs. That's so <laughs> Who put the sticky wicket there? <laughs> Who made this game go for eight days? She's got a pretty <laughs> British name there. Yeah, she's Welsh. Peg and Twistle. And Twistle. Uh, she's Welsh. Well, born in Wales to two English people, and then she was raised mostly in London and then moved to the States when she was a teenager. Um, hmm. She committed suicide the night of September 17th, 1932. Oh, wow. That's This is an old one. Yeah, it was a while ago. Um it's a pretty famous one, though, too. It's talked about a lot. Like, literally, uh, Lana Del Rey references it in the most recent <laughs> album. Uh, that's the go-to. That's the go-to news source. Yeah, the single off the album uh, that is, like, her and The Weeknd, I forget the name of the song, is, like, there are a bunch of lines about it. And then a video promoting the album came out that wow. was, like... Referencing it a bunch. Peg and Twistle with the ripped jeans playing video <laughs> games. <laughs> like some Lana Del Rey lyrics, I'm like, that, that's awful. Oh, yeah. You're just, you're rhyming the word video games. <laughs> you're sitting like, on the couch, and I was like, ouch. <laughs> Oh, dude, get on Twitter, <laughs> Twitter.com right now and send that to her. <laughs> She's going to be like, genius, genius. <laughs> I got a song. So Peg and Twistle on the night of September 17th, 1932. Um, Columbus she- sailed. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, keep doing that because I, uh, I definitely need to uh, look something up real quick that I forgot to look up. So keep doing the Columbus thing. Oh, okay. So Columbus killed himself. As we know, he saw America and he blew his brains out because he saw what a terrible uh, tragedy <laughs> all of America was going to be for the next couple hundred years. And he just couldn't live with the shame. So back. Uh, okay, back we're back. You. Great. Uh, it actually wasn't the 17th. It was the 16th, <laughs> September 16th, 1932. Dave, what the fuck? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, so, but maybe that's when... She was found? No, she was found the 18th, which is why I thought it was the 17th that she did it. No, but that's the thing. It's like sometimes there's discrepancy with a lot of these where we... 
Yeah. That's the fuck up. Exactly. When people don't know when exactly. Um, The night of the 16th of September, she told her uncle who she lived with that she was going for a walk to a drugstore and to see some friends. She walked, she lived in Hollywood. She walked up Beachwood Canyon. Okay, we know that. Yeah. We know that area. The which is like the lower Hollywood Hills, and it's like a fancy neighborhood still is now. It's, now is yeah, yeah, and because every house has a beautiful view of L.A., <laughs> and it's where the Hollywood sign is. So she walked all the way up to the Hollywood sign, walked up the ladder on the back of the H Whoa. of the Hollywood sign, and jumped off the H, <laughs> which is fifty feet in the air, and killed herself. Holy shit! Yeah, man, dude, that's crazy. For so many, one, it's like. Um, you can't do that now. <laughs> yeah, they don't let you up there. You can't go anywhere near. That. The I fact that people could were allowed to just go up there. Yeah, is kind of funny to me. Yeah, like back then they would just build a skyscraper and then they're like, everyone's allowed on the roof. Don't put up a railing. <laughs> don't forget your guns. <laughs> yeah, totally. Everybody smoke cigarettes and have guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now nah, you're everyone's right. drunk all the time. I also like her decision to jump off. I know it's of I the H. I shouldn't be saying that, but yeah, it's like you at least went. You didn't like jump off the L or the D. The what? D would be. Well, you got to jump it, off the D. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You got to jump off the you D. You got to jump off the D. No, I would say uh, the D and the H make an equal almost amount of sense. But why uh, do the other letters not make as much sense? They just don't matter. <laughs> as much as the H and the D? What are you talking well, about? Well, wait a second. Actually, wasn't the sign Hollywood Land? Yeah, it was Hollywood Land back then. Oh, shit. She had the... Well, that's the thing. She By didn't want to go all the way down. It's too much of a Yeah, a exactly. I want to die now, man. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> though knowing where the sign is, I'll bet you she had to walk further to get to the H. I was oh, really? thinking about it. I wonder like how many of the letters had a ladder going up the back. I would assume all just for maintenance. Yeah, that's true. And I would bet that you're actually right. Like the H is the first letter. I mean, if you're going to make a statement that's like jumping off the Hollywood sign, uh-huh. you're going to do the H. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Hollywood Walk of Fame, which star do you blow your brains off at? Uh, oh, che- wow. Chevy Chase. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Andy Rooney. <laughs> No wrong answers. There are yeah. no wrong answers, buddy. Uh, yeah, it was Hollywood Land, and Lassies. if you know this, the reason... <laughs> Rin Tin Tin. It's just such a weird fact about the Hollywood sign that actually it was just that that entire area was a housing development owned by a company, and they called the development Hollywood Land. So literally, the Hollywood sign comes from... Just just imagine if that hill said, the Medici Apartments. <laughs> <laughs> wow dude. and then people for years fight to keep the medici apartment sign yeah. up and it's like you can't tear it down it represents us this is medici apartment land <laughs> this is medici land i came to medici apartments to pursue a dream a dream maybe you can't understand and then one day peg and twistle climbed up the m <laughs> i will say my old apartment in hollywood like i had a perfect view of like i walk out my apartment take a a left or you know just look up and there's the hollywood sign and there were so many moments in my life where i'd be like it is like i'd be overwhelmed with this sort of sense of like wow i really do live in a place where where it's like magical there's just a giant sign that's like yeah you live in hollywood yeah yeah totally it's (laughs) cool forget it it's legitimately cool yeah anything could happen in a sense and then a hobo fucking pisses on my shoes and 
And I'm like, I hate it here. Yeah, well, I was right. Anything can happen. <laughs> Do you like my use of hobo? <laughs> How many times have you seen a hobo? An antiquated s- expression from the 1930s. <laughs> yeah, a hobo. It's like you're listing Halloween costumes. <laughs> can you imagine somebody like asking the mayor of LA, like, well, sir, what are we doing about the hobos? <laughs> the hobo population? <laughs> it's funny you should say that, milkman. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a milkman. (laughs) Hi, I'm Farmer, and I'm Milkman. We are the town. We're sick of the hobos. We're sick of the hobos. No good, lousy dirt necks coming over, drinking cooling pies off of my wife's windowsill. Yeah. They don't own a diner or sell milk or have a farm. Yeah, that'd be so funny if they were like, it's the bindles that are the problem, sir. The The bindles are getting too big. The bindles get caught in the spokes of my tricycle, or whatever. That's not a... People didn't ride tricycles around. Why would they have? <laughs> they have too much milk. Um, yeah, so she jumped off, and then she was found by a hiker uh, oh. in the 18th who like saw a purse and all like huh. yeah a Took purse, a purse and then a her. jacket. Yeah, she was just completely dressed. Yeah, hmm. there is a little bit of speculation sense. that maybe she did go up there to just sort of be like. Right. This city, and then yeah. was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds so stupid, and I don't want to be like too speculative, especially because I'm sure her life was, and that's probably why she was at she least did have a bunch of difficulty thinking about yeah. things happening. But it's like maybe you know you're just like I'm just gonna go out, and I feel like I could kill myself, and I just need to get my head together. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Yeah, yeah it just sounds like someone who maybe wasn't even entirely sure what was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, <laughs> she was so she was found by a hiker. The next day, um, and didn't realize she she was dead or at least committed suicide until she found a suicide note. And the suicide note said this: hmm. "I am afraid I'm a coward. Aww. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain." Aww. Signed P. E. Oh, she was a gym class. Signed physical education. <laughs> All oh, right, Peg. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. She went up there to do her presidential fitness test. <laughs> she uh, couldn't climb the ladder yeah, fast enough. Yeah, she was like, this isn't a rope. Man, I had a gym teacher who would just constantly be like, you just can't do any of these. <laughs> oh, my God. What a dick. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's crazy. <laughs> um, Different times. So, actually, she was taken to the morgue but wasn't identified. And then one of the papers in town printed the suicide note and from it being in the paper her uncle saw it (gasps) and had been like wondering where she was and that's how he found out oh my god can you imagine he just never checked the drugstore yeah (laughs) just never checked he never checked with her friends she'll be back you know women be crazy (laughs) they be shopping for four days on end (laughs) (laughs) women be shopping for days god she's at the drugstore I love that he, <laughs> you think she's shopping, shopping. at the drugstore. Yeah. And he's also. I'll take aspirin and I'll take Tylenol. And <laughs> he also has a very mid 90s stand up approach to it. Yeah. Maybe shop it. Ship it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. He's just such a dick. Um, yeah. Damn, and so, dude. so she moved to LA uh, at a young age. Yes, and I her, guess things kind of went south. How to get there? There's a story about her. Her mother, like some people say, her childhood was sad. But it seemed I saw I watched an interview with her brothers who are now like eighty or ninety or I, I guess this now? Would, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I whenever the interview was. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Which I guess was twenty years ago at this yeah. point. Probably, probably yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you ever do that where sometimes you're thinking about the '80s and you'll be like, "It was like 20 years ago," and then you realize, "Oh, oh my god, it was 40 years ago." Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh shit, oh, I'm 35. Shit. Oh fuck, I gotta pay my taxes. <laughs> oh fuck, my kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I gotta pay my kid taxes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta go get a pa- get the paper and a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what the uncle was thinking. <laughs> yeah, totally. Holy oh. shit, she's not anywhere. I got to get a cup of coffee and a paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some story about her mother dying, but at least her, her mother oh. and father got divorced. Uh, it does, there's no confirming that her mother actually died. Really? Um, there's no confirmation? I mean, I'm not, I am not. I know that's hard to look up, especially around that. Um, well, she also back. like wasn't really, you know, crazy, insanely famous until the suicide. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. So, true. right. Um, so her mom just wasn't in the picture. Basically. I'm sure. I absolutely sure that there are records. I just couldn't find them. I well, guess it yeah. also doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter because there's plenty of other things. Yeah, totally. I story. mean, your mom dying is definitely traumatic. But yeah, I mean, her just not being in your life. That just seems like. I guess what I'm saying is, it's. Thing. I don't think she did. I think that that's the yeah. kind of thing that people generalized mm-hmm. out of like figuring out what's up with this person because her mom was out of the picture. Okay. Um, so uh, she. Her dad took her and her brothers to America when she was in her teens, or maybe a little bit younger than that. It was 1913. Yeah, a little like when she was seven or eight or nine. Uh, They went to Cincinnati, then to New York. Her dad started acting a little. Wait, Cincinnati first? Yeah. Odd. Well, the chili business didn't work out. (laughs) Off to New York and L.A. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, or maybe they went to New York and then Cincinnati, then New York. No, again. dude, trust your facts. You got it. You got this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Like researching okay. stuff like this, facts like that are generally summarized because it's okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, either way, she was in Cincinnati, then New York, and uh, her dad acted in in a few plays here and there. And when, then when she was 17, through like knowing people, she got some uncredited roles in a couple plays in New York, and she was like amazing. Really? Yeah. And then when she was... Eight, At the uncredited roles, so people were like, you played that maid in that scene? Amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, she was a 17-year-old girl, and they were like, wow, you said, huh, really well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure it grows from there, but that's just always interesting. You need like some sort of weird starting point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 1926, she was recruited by the New York Theater Guild, and she got her first credited Broadway for performance. And then after 1926, she was just in so many plays with like really long runs. Oh wow! And was immediately cats? as a teenager, she was in Cats, dude. <laughs> Dogs? Yeah, dude. Lion King, fucking <laughs> Hamilton. Dude. <laughs> Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, shit. dude. Oh so yeah, cool. I forget. She did not die. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is a oh wow! I picked a. I did not pick someone who committed suicide. Yeah, That's uh, my bad. That is such my bad. <laughs> oh wow! That does not fit the podcast <laughs> at all. Anyway, great actor, just won a Tony. <laughs> the jump off the sign gave her more strength. Yeah, <laughs> pursue um, her dreams. So yeah, she was a very successful early on in life, um, to the extent that like even when she was like eighteen or nineteen, uh, doing her first roles. Betty Davis was a little younger than her and was in the crowd, saw her in a performance, and Betty Davis credited 
seeing Peg Entwistle act as the inspiration for her becoming an actor. What? Yeah. She was like, she had so many great reviews on Broadway. She was loved. That's crazy. I mean, to be like, I mean, did she say that like post like mortem? Like, or it's just, this is a thing that. Uh, no, it was a thing she was saying while she damn, was alive. Damn. This person <laughs> like wanted to be an actress off of somebody. After like a 17 year old kid they saw do like their third role. <laughs> yeah. That's really weird to me. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I don't know. I guess you're like, that kid can do it. I can do it. It might be that. that it might be that there were like four actors total back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently she was really loved. She was in like, she shared the stage with a bunch of people. In in 1932, she was cast in this play where she played opposite Humphrey Bogart. Wait, in 1932? Isn't that when she died? Yeah, in the year she died, 1932. Uh, she, <laughs> yeah, she was in this play. What? And it was in L.A., so the play took her to L.A. Okay. Yeah, where she did this play that was supposed to be like a massive deal for her, where she was opposite Humphrey Bogart. And also, ah, oh, fuck, I forget her name, but she played um, the good witch in the Wizard of Oz movie. Oh, okay, Glenda. Glenn, yeah. yeah, it was the three of them. And uh, for whatever reason, the play stopped its run way too early. It didn't. It Probably only went for like a couple or weeks or yeah. something like that. And she got great reviews. But even still, it didn't go that long. It got so, shut down at the Comedy Central stage. <laughs> yeah, ugh, wherever yikes. we've done shows, to a, like, nerd melt clothes. So, nerd melt clothes. Uh, <laughs> dude, how many how many open micers are gonna kill themselves this year? Oh no! Well, nerd melt clothes. Don't do so it, I guys. Guess I guess I got nothing. Um. So, and the reason I said that that way is that like, she considered herself to have a curse put on her. Not like she's. Not like a real one, but you mm-hmm. know how you're like, sure. you have a bad run of luck and you're like, ah, I'm cursed. It's yeah. like that. I mean, absolutely. I mean, say uh, you would kind of be like, I feel like the failure is affecting me and now I come to expect failure and yes. now it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And it's a very hard spiral to get out of when Abs- you are also telling yourself that you suck. <laughs> absolutely. And she like, obviously at this point didn't think it was a curse yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But it was like the first thing. That's also, a blow. that's a blow to have your play be canceled because it's like that was going to be your work. Yeah, and you're, you're in paid. L.A. You've always wanted to be a movie star. You're an actor, yeah. and you're like, hell yeah! I was taken to L.A. I'm gonna make a run at this. Also, her family was there. Her brothers and her uncle. So she moves in with them. But also, like, she's excited when you're doing rehearsals. You're getting paid like so little. Yeah, and it's like the whole thing is when the show starts making money. Yeah. So you're right. also like putting off other work. Yeah. To just focus on this thing and then it doesn't go. Well, and you're like, it's oh man, it's Humphrey usually, Bogart. Yeah. This is incredible. Apparently, she and Humphrey Bogart dated very briefly during oh, this wow. time. Yeah. Bogie. Yeah. Yeah. Bogus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he fucked a lot of people. I think that was his. I would bet. His MO. Bobo? Oh. Bo- <laughs> <laughs> My Bobo? Uh, oh, Bobo? Humpy, humpy Bobo? <laughs> wait, humpy Bobo? <laughs> Not Humpy Bobo. <laughs> yeah, wait. Yeah, okay, I'm going to set that up and you say that. So, uh, yeah, Humphrey Bogart uh, fucked a lot of women. <gasps> Not Humpy Bobo. <laughs> there you go. That's my Humpy. <laughs> Not my Bobo. <laughs> um, do you know why I called him Humpy Bobo? Because I said it. And... What? Because wait, he why? fucked me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um so then uh not long after that she hadn't been in LA long and she got a deal 
um, she was going around to studios and auditioning, yeah. you know, for like... I imagine at this time, it's still studio system. So yes. anyone coming in is getting seen by everybody. Yeah. It is actually a little bit easier than it is now. I mean, dude, there's so many stories that are so hysterical about like early Hollywood. Where it's like, well, I wanted to be a writer, so I walked up to Paramount Studios, went right yeah. up to the head writer, and said, hey, "Baby, here's a script." He looked it over and got me a job. Like, it's just yeah. like you could. Li- I mean, because they were very like, yeah, we need people to make. Well, movies I mean, it- were very new. It was like we need people. It- they were new, but I mean, they were massively popular, and there were still like fuck loads of people trying to get famous. I'm literally, but I, I don't know. I was thinking about this like during her span of life. It sounds like she literally saw movies come out of vaudeville, like yeah. no, not existing to Hollywood no, you're existing right. within about twenty years. Yeah, but I don't want to. I just don't want to be like reductive of the fact that it does seem like she was very, very good. Um, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. totally. But it's also like it's just an interesting time because no one even knows what say Hollywood really is going to be. Yeah, actors are still kind of in a very low position. Right, you're not being paid a lot, and the studios have full control. But they are just kind of like, yeah, come over, we'll see. Maybe I'll put yeah. you in five pictures, and then we'll forget about you for forever. We own you. It doesn't matter. Well, so that's the thing. She she was like you know in the pool of all the thousands of people trying to make it, and then pretty quickly RKO Pictures optioned her hmm. and put her in a movie called 13 women okay. and she's like 12 oh, angry men 13, 13 women, women that's the sequel yeah 14, oceans 14 Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if <laughs> if man is 11 and the devil is 12 then god is 13 so 13 women yeah and in the like the movie is a little bit of a b movie but to her she was like yes i'm Holy in a shit. movie yeah. fuck yes yeah then the movie gets panned Okay, but her her small role in it. Uh, okay, well, first of all, she was a main supporting character in it. The movie was panned, mm-hmm. so then it was pulled from theaters. The studio recut it and okay. then released it, cutting her from cutting her out of the movie almost entirely. Oh shit! And even though yeah, so she had like basically a cameo and a a review. Uh, a review that came out after her death was like a glowing review of her tiny cameo. <laughs> cameo being like, well, the one part I actually liked. <laughs> yeah, his dog shit. basically. Dude, yeah. uh, that really reminds me of the Jonathan Brandis episode we did. Uh-huh. It was like the 90s, you know, child actor, but it's like he was cut out of a movie like the year leading up to his death. And it's like, I imagine this is a hugely traumatic thing. For people, oh sure, be like oh, those uh, weeks of uh, or months of work or um, don't exist. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it also gone. Will not help me in any. The way. other thing that happened to her, like after that, she was back in the pool of auditioning and booking nothing, and then RKO dropped her. Jesus. Yeah, and I think here's so I think my guess with her, if I could put myself in her shoes, a big part of it has got to be, and I think something that happens to a lot of people in entertainment who get attention and love early is that you develop, because that, if you show up to Hollywood or you show up to the entertainment industry at large and you're successful right away, then that's your baseline for understanding how it works. (laughs) It's so true. So then like you just think like, okay, this is normal. And so really good is if I'm in a huge movie and then, but you and I both know that the way it goes is you fucking struggle and every now and then you get a hit. That's how it works. Yeah. 
if, unless you're like really beloved, which is ran, like yeah, Tom it's very Hanks, rare. <laughs> probably struggled a little, but like he was yeah, always he had in bosom something. Buddies, his sitcom before he got into uh, <laughs> right. movies. Yeah, which sucked. No, Fuck him. But it is kind of funny. It's like, oh, failed sitcom right there. Yeah. Well, so she didn't know. She had been like, since she was 17, just beloved. Oh, yeah, yeah. And probably struggled a little in Broadway, but beloved, and then like showed up in Hollywood, got into a movie, had an option deal, and then it all goes away. And so, you know, I'll bet her perception of reality was like, everything is awful. <laughs> when really what's happening to her is what happens to most people, mm-hmm. which is that it's hard as fuck, yeah. and then you get a hit. Her hit just came real early. Um, or a bunch of hits. I don't know. I mean, or maybe she was so talented and it really was just this like random massive chunk of bad luck all at once. Either way, I understand how that can affect you emotionally in a massive way you know yeah also this is like a time period where it's like i think everything is starting to struggle like isn't we, it was entering, the depression entering into i mean three so, years deep into depression like, probably you know work scarcity it's just not a lot of options showing like if you're not working you. yeah. yeah apparently the movie business boomed during the depression because people were like we're sad <laughs> yeah yeah i think it was uh who's that fucking girl uh uh shirley temple that's who they always say. Shirley Temple got us out of the Great Depression. Huh. Her movies, that's when she was a blockbuster star. All really? of it was during the Depression. And it was all like movies about like, I'm a cute girl and there's a millionaire who wants to be my daddy. I'll do a tap dance for two hours. Right, Like yeah. it's just like nonsense. And you know, <laughs> then another movie's like, I'm a cute little girl and I've got a rich daddy. Now I'm going to get a puppy. Let's do tap dancing for two hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like. Just like, look how that. happy yeah. life could be. And then literally when she started to get too old, they were just like, okay, that's no, that's a rap on Shirley Temple. <laughs> Yikes! She's fifteen now. Get rid of now her. Now that she's fifteen, we found we are going to need her to act, and she can't. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the story of Shirley Temple is. I mean, um, she yeah, yeah, yeah. she and, got uh, used. There, I mean, there are a few other things. I mean, like I said, her parents got divorced. Uh, but that interview I watched with her brothers, her brothers, the way they talked about her was really interesting. They were just like. She was a really, really genuine, loving person, and man, we were so proud of her. Wow! We were, and she loved us, and she was excited for us, and it's very—it's just so sad, and we like uh, broke our hearts when she lost those things, and um, man, so sad. Goddamn! Yeah, <laughs> it seems like I mean, it, you never know what a family is like, but they were just—it was very earnest. These two dudes just being like these old men, like, yeah, we loved her, man. She was great. Wow. Oh, this was later. This was the interview you're saying. Much, yeah, much later. it was an interview lit in 1998 that I watched. Damn. Yeah. Um, and uh, remember then, your sister who died 60 years. <laughs> like, yeah. Can we talk about this? I guess 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sure. No problem. I loved yeah. her. <laughs> I loved her. Uh, there was one weird thing that happened when she was really young. She got married when she was 19 to Robert Keith, Keith? in 1927. Moon? Divorced in 1929 Wait, okay. because she said he was really cruel. And also, she was upset that he had been married before and had a six-year-old kid and didn't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the cruelest thing he did, I'm going to say, was unleashing a child on me. <laughs> yeah. Just like one day yeah, she went dude. to visit his family and there was a little boy there and she was like, who's this? And his mom was like, that's his son. <laughs> Can you even imagine that that didn't even occur to be a conversation to the dude? I'm sure it occurred to him. I'm sure he lied to her. I I honest. I mean, yes, (laughs) yes, but also full 
I just feel like it was a time period where it's like I don't have to tell her she's a woman. Tell her everything. I'm marrying her. She's gonna live on Easy Street. She does what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why do I have to tell you everything? Yeah. Also, why is that a problem? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. That was the culture then. (laughs) What? I don't have to say anything. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's cruel. So. I imagine he was kind of a dick about it. Yeah, he seems pretty cruel. Like, shut up. This cruel guy seems cruel. <laughs> I think he was in cruel intentions. Huh, what a cruel man. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I did... It's funny, there's, there's so much literature about, like, how much that all of that history throughout her career kind of ripped her heart out and drove her to suicide, you know? Hmm. And uh, even the interview with her brothers, they were like, they said she knew she was going to kill herself. You don't just walk up that hill. It's like, it's so interesting. She did write the note. I do. I, she wrote the wait, note. Yeah, you told me that after I said right. it. And that did make me go, okay, that seems more like a battle plan is in place. But apparently her uncle would tell people uh, that she was fighting really, really bad depression for oh. a while. Wow. Yeah. And that's like the only uh, evidence of that I've seen. But it's like, that's the thing. I think that it was funny to be watching small, short documentaries about this and reading about it because like reading about suicide is so interesting because people were like, this thing happened and it's extreme. I, I, I A lot of people said this quote, it threw her into a depression or it made her depressed. Right. But yeah. like, you're not going to kill yourself unless you are dealing with like yeah. a thing that makes it worse a than it actually imbalance, is. For sure. It just I mean people have setbacks in their careers all the time. It which is, can kick you into gear I in mean, these ways. I mean 99% of mm-hmm. all people. Yes. Like I mean throughout acting in general say like 99.8% don't make any money do yeah. anything. And so it's not like all those people are killing and that's themselves, not to like, you know, it's you know, you know be shitty about obviously oh, sure. all of those factors in life are very difficult and bad. I guess it's just No, no, you're I, making a good point. Yeah, I hope the dialogue about this becomes like this person is depressed, these things happen, mm-hmm. they didn't know how to deal with it because I would like the language around this to be like <laughs> helping us deal with it. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> I think we've mentioned this a bunch of times but it's like say what you know our big pet peeve is when people are like, "Well, why do they commit suicide?" And it's like because they were suicidal. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> like it's separate. Yeah, it's like there, <laughs> there's always going to be factors in your life, and that's not to again, like you're saying, to disparage the problems in your life because they can be big. You know, they can be really like huge obstacles. But it's also like you and, just got to realize the human experience is everyone is going through a river of shit. Yes, yeah, so many, so many people have mental illness, uh, and. And then obviously there are literal diseases and things that can happen to you that can fuck with your brain chemistry that make you that will like kick you into depression if you weren't before. Like mm-hmm. Parkinson's disease can do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think like so much of it is chemical. I th- and I, um, I and I think we really are coming up with some interesting almost like thoughts on depression or and suicidal thoughts. And I think another thing, which isn't the case with this one, but we've, we've discovered is like if your health is failing. The depression really starts Absolutely. accelerating because it's like, if you're just not in control of your own body, it's just something very like incredibly depressing about that. Yeah, and I think uh, that's the one. In, the interesting now. thing with her, she was 24. She was 24 years old when she hmm. killed herself, and uh, it's really interesting. I, one of the things I watched was an episode of this 90s. E show the channel E called like Hollywood Mysteries and Scandals and it's hosted by this fucking okay. dude 
named AJ Benza, I think is his name. Oh, God. And he's just like this Jersey host dude. And he's like, today we're stepping into the world of Peg and Twistle. All right. <laughs> uh, and one of the things he said was like, this beautiful 24-year-old girl in the prime of her life. Uh, how, how could this beautiful 24-year-old, why would this beautiful 24-year-old girl kill herself? And it's like, He's like, I could have fucked her. (laughs) Why would she kill herself before I could fuck her? But it's funny. When he said that, I was like, oh, 24, man. Like, uh, I was like pretty depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wait a second. That was probably the second most depressing part of my life. Like, uh, starting at like 16 or 17, I was depressed. And then it like peaked around 22 and started to go down a little. You know yeah, and I, mean? I was thinking about her thing. I was like, you know, that's a short amount of time on this earth, but she'd already been married and already had a career happen. Yeah. And a fuckload of attention. Yeah, this is a lot Which of Which fucks with life. your head. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of And her life. family, like while she was like, her uncle and brothers moved to California and she stayed in New York to be a Broadway actor. Oh, wow. And she, when she's a teenager. Oh, I mean, wow. Really? Oh, yeah. crazy. So that's a lot, absolutely. Um, there's one more thing I want to talk about that is so funny that that has something to do with this story. Not really this podcast, but anyway, I love it. There are so many accounts of Peg and Twistle haunting the Hollywood sign. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> boo! Yeah, dude, that sucks. so many. Like literally, boo like I mean, the ghost. and the accounts are like. The accounts are interesting. I mean, people say that um, <laughs> they will just be walking around around the Hollywood sign and they'll smell a gardenia perfume, which is what she wore. And that apparently happens a lot. Apparently, people see a yeah, woman flowers. who was dressed in like uh, 1930s garb. And there also That's are a lot a of... hipster. Exactly. Yeah, totally. It's just Bjork all was up there. It's just Bjork <laughs> hanging out by the sign. Bjork wearing gardenias, fucking totally. She's wearing the uh, swan dress and just hanging out. But also, apparently, this is the interesting one. There are a lot of cases of people being up there, seeing a woman jump off the H of the Hollywood sign and Jesus. calling the cops. Wow. And then the cops go up there and there's nobody. That apparently Whoa. has happened a bunch of times. Do you remember... That's crazy. Yeah. Do you? Uh, this is a little side note. Do you remember um, when the police a couple years back here in L.A. they found the head by the yes. Hollywood sign, and then they found hands and feet. Yes. And I made a joke at the time that'd be so funny if the police were like, "We believe he looked like this," and they just show like Mr. Potato Head, <laughs> just like his hands and feet like glued to his head. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucked up anyway bye <laughs> we're, we're the cops oh man <laughs> wouldn't it be great if she had waited out a little a little longer dude and, uh-huh. ju- and jumped off the holly weed sign dude honestly that wasn't gonna be that long of a wait <laughs> that is 90 years i don't know if people remember that so, uh banksy uh changed the hollywood sign to holly weed Oh, was that Banksy? I just like to say it's Banksy. Yeah, someone did like, it. Like Stoner Banksy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's going to be tight. I remember when I worked at the radio station in Fresno, in the back uh, parking lot, there was this massive metal box that was like some kind of circuit breaker box or something. And someone had spray painted it in massive letters. It took a while. And I just love, like, for it was 
big fucking letters, and all it said was "smoke weed." That's all it said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I hear you, God. This is a person with a vision. You know what I mean? God speaking <laughs> through graffiti. Oh, I gotta say something. What am I? I am say? your servant, am Lord. Say? I am your servant. Okay, smoke weed. Fucking, I did it, dude. Man, I'm gonna tell my kids about this. The cops are arresting you. You're like, look at the sign. It's pretty cool, dude. That's so fucking funny. Fuck yeah, dude. I just watched Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. And, and now I smoke weed and it's legal and it's like the lamest thing I do. Absolutely. He's like, I'm like, I need to make this movie better. <laughs> I need to, I need to make this meal taste a little better. I have to go to the doctor and get weed. Uh, my doctor's made a weed. The first time I got a weed card, I went into the back to like, you know, there, you're in there for two minutes and the doctor signs the shit. And he goes... He literally, he looks up at me, he's this 80-year-old Asian man, and he goes, so, uh, you're single? <laughs> <laughs> and Not anymore. <laughs> what's funny is that's exactly what I thought. I was like, holy shit, this guy's hitting on me. And then he go, and I was like, uh, yeah. And he goes, keep it that way. I have a wife, it's awful. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> it was insane. You went from being one. <laughs> what? I he thought there was an in yeah. to talk to you about his wife. He was this, like, oh, this God. guy's going to relate about what Everyone who comes into my weed clinic is married. That's Finally, I get a single guy. Amazing. So, uh, I, the two times I'd gotten a card, mm -hmm. the doctor, it was a different doctor each time. They always throw in, like, you know, because you're kind of like, yeah, I need this for depression or whatever. And I also just enjoy it, whatever. You know, yeah, I got to go through the whole rigmarole checklist. And then they'll go, okay, I'm going to make, uh, you know, you a prescription for weed. Like as if that wasn't <laughs> what you were there for. And like, so get ready for this. And then he always goes, but honestly, um, you could probably like lose weight also. Like that would be good for you. Really? Yeah, both times have been like, you could just probably like, you know, that's also really good for your mental well-being. So I'm just going to write here, lose weight a little bit also. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's not yeah, true. Exercise. They say they don't oh. say lose weight. They say you could exercise more. Exercise is really good for you. <laughs> and I'm like, "That's cool, man. I want to get high and watch Avatar." Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> hey man, yeah, thanks for telling me to exercise, but you're not a real doctor. <laughs> I know that because your stethoscope is on your butt. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're wearing a fucking tie-dye shirt right now. Yeah, your name tag says Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> There's a fence over your windows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Dave, that's been a great episode, Oh, man. thanks, man. That was super fun. I yeah. really enjoyed that story, man. Uh, props to Matt Ingebretson. Thanks again for doing the show, props bro. Guys, uh, please uh, subscribe to the Patreon. We have uh, another episode we just did with uh, Matt Ingebretson up there, which was super funny. We talked about Shawshank Redemption and the suicides going on in that movie. It was really fun. It's patreon.com slash suicide buddies. Also, please keep rating and reviewing us on iTunes and subscribe and tell your friends. It seems like more and more people are listening, and we really appreciate you guys helping spread the word. Yeah, guys, yeah. we really love you, and uh, take care. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. We hope to see you again next week. Just a quick reminder, if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, feeling like killing yourself, talk to someone, please. We take it very seriously. We joke around about suicide here because we've thought about it, because joking is how we deal with it, and we hope that it helps you. But if you're really thinking about it, we want you to stay here with us. Call 1-800-273-TALK. 
the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're incredible. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will help. You are loved. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.